This is Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name is Lucia Benavides, and today we're talking about Catalonia's ongoing drought. Right now, Catalonia is experiencing the worst drought on record, with reservoirs as low as 18% and local governments preparing for drastic measures. And this is all due to climate change. For years, the territory has been getting hotter and drier weather, leading to drained reservoirs and bad harvests. On today's episode, we'll talk to an environmental organization about what more should be done. And we'll hear from a farmer's union on how the agriculture industry is being affected. Here with me are reporters Lea Belayeva. Hi, Lea. Hi, Lucia. And Uriol Escudé. Hello. It's nice to have both of you back to delve deeper into a topic that we briefly touched on a couple of weeks ago. So clearly, this is an ongoing issue. Catalonia has been in a nonstop drought since 2020. And we've actually covered it before in another podcast episode about a year ago. So none of us three were working at Catalan <laughs> News at the time. So it's a kind of a new topic for us, I guess, in a way. Um, but let's remind listeners who maybe didn't get to hear that episode or, you know, it's been a while and they forgot what they learned there. Um, how did we get here? What and what has changed since fall of 2022, which is when the last episode took place? So for the last three years, rainfall has been well below normal and the region has accumulated a rainfall deficit of around 500 millimeters, which is the equivalent amount to Barcelona's average annual rainfall. Wow. And Catalonia had another big drought in 1989 and 2008, but this one is far worse. The current water levels in the internal basins of the reservoirs have reached a critical low of 18%, which is the lowest level ever recorded. And the immediate concern is that they get to 16% will be put in emergency state. And and how does that compare to, you know, the rest of Spain? Because it's mostly like this area that's being affected by the drought. The reservoirs in Spain are at 43% capacity. Okay. So they're in a lot better state than yeah. in Catalonia. Yeah, so 18% is, is, is worrisome. Yeah, and this relates to climate change, right? Uh, mm -hmm. We're having hotter summers. Uh, the 2023 summer was the third hottest summer on record, mm -hmm. uh, only surpassed by the summer of 2022 and 2003. Okay. And the IPCC, uh, the United Nations body for assessing the science uh, related to climate change, says climate change is making extreme weather events like floods and droughts more likely and intense. And this is exactly what's happening in Catalonia. Right, right. And in 2050, if temperatures keep rising, which they're expected to do, we will actually have in Catalonia one more month of summer, which also means less rain. And you say we're going to have one more month of summer, but like we're almost already having like September is basically, you know, it used to start getting cooler beginning mid-September. And I've definitely, you know, been in situations 
end of September where it's still hot. Yeah, and actually I think that this past September was also like one of the hottest uh, September's registered. Here, yeah. So it is already happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And another thing that some experts say is going to happen is that if global temperatures rise more than three degrees, here in Barcelona, water will actually reach uh, Diagonal, which of course Diagonal is, is very long and yeah. it goes from south to north, but it will actually go, uh, it will reach Diagonal at Singdorus, so at the end of Passage de Gracia. So wow. a lot yeah. of the city, a great yeah. part of the city will actually be covered in water. Yeah, Barcelona wow. is one of the cities uh, worldwide that's expected to, to sink, like New York and Venice, well, a lot of other ones, yeah, on the coast especially, of course, yeah. Okay, so this has been, you know, going on for a while. Obviously, we've been talking about climate change for years or decades, Um you know, at a social level, at a political level. And I know certain measures have been implemented, but, you know, right now in Barcelona and in Catalonia, what is the government doing to at least deal with the situation we have at hand? So the Catalan government has implemented a traffic light system that divides the territory into states of alert according to the severity of the drought. Now, the purpose of this was to take different and gradual measures to save water. And right now we're in the last stage before we get into the emergency state. Okay. And that's so. And have we ever been in an emergency state before? No, ever. It would be the first time. Okay. Yeah. And most measures taken so far have not affected households so if you haven't read the news maybe you haven't noticed there's uh -huh. a drought we've seen fountains and beach showers turned off but nothing very serious okay now the government has said that we could be put in the emergency state soon and if that happens that would mean tighter water restrictions such as pressure reduction in homes mm -hmm. or even water cuts wow okay Although and the government has said that that would be the last resort. Okay, so that would be in like a very, very drastic yeah, situation. Yeah, we hope it doesn't happen. Right, right. And what about the agriculture industry? I mean, you need lots of water to obviously water, yeah. <laughs> water the plants, water the crops. Um, have they been affected or not yet? Absolutely, they have. The UN actually says that agriculture and food production consume about 70% of the world's water. Wow. So as the main water consuming sector, they have been suffering restrictions for a while. And wh what kind of restrictions have they had? So in March, most of the Catalan territory was put under the exceptional stage. And that meant that agricultural irrigation was reduced by 40%. Okay. Now that's a lot, but if we get to the emergency state, agricultural irrigation is prohibited. Prohibited? Yes. Okay. And there's already 36 towns or cities in Catalonia that are in this stage. Wow. Okay. So what are farmers saying about this? I mean, I'm sure this is clearly affecting their livelihoods if they're not able to water at all. I mean, that means they're depending fully or that they could depend fully on when it rains. Yeah, I spoke to Miquel Pignol, a farmer from the Farmers Union, and, and he had a lot to say. Okay, well, let's hear his input. According to the United Nations, agriculture and food production use approximately 70% of the world's water. Water is critical to ensuring food security, but during droughts, insufficient water hinders plant growth and limits nutrient uptake from the soil. 
This leads to a reduction in both the quantity and quality of food production, something that's affecting farmers in Catalonia right now after the government implemented measures to reduce water use. Miquel Pinyol is from the Catalan Farmers' Union. En los cereals, los primers, no, van ser que, que no van poder... Miquel explains that many cereal crops, which are the first to be harvested, could not be reaped this year due to the drought because of the small size of the grain. Many other crops were affected as well. The lack of water in both irrigated and rain-fed fruit made their size too small to sell. Wine grape production decreased 30 to 70 percent and there was a significant harvest lost in nut crops. But the drought also threatens future harvests. Miquel says that even if it rains now and there is suddenly plenty of water to irrigate, the genetic information the plant has collected from the drought this year, all the stress and suffering, could have a negative effect on next year's crop, causing it to only produce leaves and no fruit. Después, pues bueno, la administración sí que han ganado unas ayudas, como va a decir, para que ningún presta se quiera pugues dices de... The government has responded to this problem by providing subsidies to ensure that no farmer loses this year's investment, Miquel says. But if the drought continues next year, the subsidies could become too expensive. A massive investment will be needed then, he adds, but it is worth it in order to produce local food and not have to depend on other countries for imports. Miquel says that if the lack of rain continues, many farmers will be forced to abandon their current activities, leading to a shift in production systems. The need to diversify crops, such as moving from water-intensive fruits to drought-resistant options like olives or nuts, will be a major challenge in adapting to this change. Many farmers have already done so. At the beginning of this season, some farmers in Catalonia stopped planting corn and planted winter crops, such as wheat or barley. But not all farms were able to adapt because the cost of change is very high. Miquel says that it takes four to five years for new plants to start producing, and on top of that, changing all the existing equipment is very expensive. And how will this affect consumers? Miquel says that if the farmers stop growing crops locally, authorities will start importing products from other countries, which could lead to even higher prices in supermarkets. Thank you to Miquel Piñol for speaking with us. Okay, so we heard a bit there about how the government is dealing with reduced harvest as a result of the drought. But what about having enough potable water in towns and cities? Um, I'm curious about how the government is. Well, we talked about it a little bit earlier. You know, there could we could see either a reduction in water pressure or water cuts. Um, And actually, one of the biggest news in recent weeks was that Barcelona is preparing to have fresh water shipped by boats from other areas. So I'm curious, you know, what is kind of the idea moving forward? Yeah, shipping in water sounds drastic, but actually it has been done before uh, during the 2008 drought. And it was and is widely criticized because it's very expensive and it's also not very effective. Yeah. Um, we have some numbers from 2008. So in 2008, ships, they brought in 20 million liters of water daily. 
Okay. It sounds but like a lot of water. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of water. But then if you compare to today's numbers of consumption in the Barcelona metropolitan area, we actually consume 1,000 million liters. So oh my God. those uh, daily shipments, they would actually only cover 2%. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. so effective yeah. is so, not the right word. Right, right. So I guess the idea is that it would cover part of the water needed, but still, like you said, it's expensive. It's expensive. It contaminates, and, I guess. And yeah. also another thing is that it takes water away from other areas that right. also need the water. Right. One of the places that they have uh, talked about is to take water from Del Lebra. But there they also have their own water shortages. So that's kind of a, a big problem. Gotcha, gotcha. I have to jump in and say that we have been doing something for the past three years. Okay. So actually, Catalonia has completely changed its water sourcing method. So three years ago, 97% of the water we received came from natural sources, rivers, reservoirs, etc. And only 3% was recycled water. Mm -hmm. Now, in three years, that's completely changed. And now 58% of the water we received is desalinated or regenerated. Wow. And only 42% is water from natural sources, rivers, Wow, that's a big change, yeah. That's a huge change. Okay. And it's not ideal. We would prefer to be getting water from natural sources, right. but we have adapted to the situation. Right. And uh, so the idea of recycled water... You know, I first I hear it and I'm like, recycled from where? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> where is it water that... I don't know, we from the shower, from like when we wash our dishes, like where is that recycled water coming from and how is it recycled? Because, I mean, obviously I'm assuming there's a long process to ensure that it's safe, but um, how does that work? Yeah, it sounds uh, it sounds a little disgusting, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because but like, uh, but actually, it's uh, it's it's not that bad. So the the cleaning of of old used water is uh, a thirteen step process of okay. of filtration Good. and yeah. chemical and ultraviolet treatment. Wow. So so, but I also want to stress that it's not potable water, so it it will oh. not be used as drinking water. Okay. But it will be used instead for industrial uses or watering purposes like watering the the harvest that we were saying right the harvest or also yeah. the um, the parks of barcelona okay. for example right. yeah um and also to fill up the the water reservoirs so that mm -hmm. means that at some point mm -hmm. it will become drinking water uh -huh. but then it will it will need even more steps gotcha it'll have gone through more cleaning more methods cleaning. Yeah, i see so it we will actually be drinking we will keep drinking yeah clean water okay good <laughs> so so the water that comes out of our faucets it's primarily from the the river Llobregat, but in times of drought they also use desalinized water i see okay and so they have from from the sea over here i guess from the sea over yeah. here and then and in catalonia they have two desalination plants that okay. they use one of them is one of the biggest in Europe, I think, right? Yeah, that's right. And they plan to, to do more desalination of salt water. Mm -hmm. But I talked to an environmental activist who, who said that this is actually not solving any problem. It's just putting a Band-Aid on it. Okay, well, let's hear what he said. Catalonia is in a pre-emergency state due to the ongoing drought, a label that resulted in stricter measures for residents and that was put in place this fall, 
But Didac Navarro, spokesperson from the Spanish Environmentalist Confederation Ecologists in Action, says the local government should have acted sooner. Creiem que a la Generalitat li ha mancat valor per aplicar mesures que siguin molt més contundents The Catalan government hasn't had the courage to put stricter measures in place, he says, and they could have saved us from reaching the point where we are now, which is on the verge of entering a state of emergency. Didac says they're putting a band-aid on a problem to prioritize the needs of residents and the economic sector. The organization criticizes the government's strategy of desalination, or taking salt water and transforming it into fresh water. The costs are high, and ironically, it's not exactly a very environmental-friendly solution. De fet, actualment és el segon consum energètic de Catalunya a les plantes de desalinització. Per tant, Actually, Didac says, the desalination plants are the second biggest electricity consumers in all of Catalonia, and the higher energy costs could mean that consumers receive a higher water bill as well, up to 85 euros more a year. But this is not only an economic problem, it's also an environmental issue, he stresses. All the electricity spent on desalination is contributing to climate change. So it's a vicious circle, Didac says. Likely, everyone will have to make an effort to reduce their consumption of water, from ordinary people to companies to the agricultural industry. But environmentalists say that there's one sector that has not been forced to make any mitigation efforts. The tourism sector has not had any type of restrictions, says Didac. That's very unfair on a social level, he adds. But we should also rethink whether to prioritize farmers' fruit trees or the tourism sector. According to a 2022 study from the University of Girona, an average tourist consumes twice as much water as a Barcelona resident. So what does Didac feel is the solution to the current drought problem? Però la realitat és que cal una transformació del model de gestió de l'aigua que tenim actualment i cal repensar What we need is a transformation of the current water management model, he says, and to rethink who we give water to and why, and also who we appeal to when we ask to turn off the faucets, because it can't be that some economic activities continue to consume water in the savage way, while the residents and other economic sectors are suffering under pretty harsh restrictions, he adds. Thank you to Didac Navarro for speaking with us. So what's expected to happen this upcoming winter? I mean, everything we've talked about seems a little bit grim, um, but I don't know, is there any rain in the forecast, perhaps? No, unfortunately, I don't, uh, I don't have any good news. There's no sight of rain. At most, it will rain as much as any normal year, but mm -hmm. that's also but not enough. But we need more than that. Okay. And also, they expect a hotter winter to meet us. Right. And uh, so what we actually need to see an end to this drought is around 500 millimeters of rain. So if you want a visual of what 500 millimeters of rain looks like, we would be covering every part of Catalonia in 50 centimeters of water. Wow. Okay. It needs to rain a lot. <laughs> It needs to rain and a I'm lot and even more. It's time now for our Catalan phrase of the week. What is it today? 
So I brought you something related to nature, animals, climate change. The and sea? Well, water at least, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's al peix que es mossega la cua. And that literally means the fish that bites its tail. Yeah, okay. And it exists in Spanish. I thought for a second, yeah. I was like, maybe it exists in English, but no, it's just my Spanish brain. <laughs> um, like in English, it would be, yeah, like a vicious cycle. Exactly, yeah. Um, going around in circles, something like that. I think you can even say chasing, chasing your own tail. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you to Lea and Uriol for being here. Thank you also to Mikel and Dilak for speaking with us. We'll be back next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. In the meantime, you can catch us on social media or email us at fillingthesink at acn.cat. On behalf of the entire team here at Catalan News, I'm Lucia Benavides wishing you a wonderful weekend. Goodbye, ciao, adeo.